You are listening to Yoga Boss, episode 202. Welcome to the Yoga Boss podcast. Do you feel like you were meant to have a successful career in the yoga industry? Like you got into this industry to truly help your students, but you're struggling to actually make money? Or you know that marketing your business is essential, but don't know how to make it intentional and effective for you. Maybe you have already had some success, but you're ready to scale to multiple six figures. Building a profitable yoga business is less complicated and easier than you know. It takes business strategy and a yoga boss mindset. When you are ready to work on your business instead of in it, this is the podcast for you. Now your host, Jackie Murphy, the business coach just for yoga teachers. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Yoga Boss. I am Jackie Murphy. How are you doing? Welcome to another Q&A episode. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, make sure you head over to The Business of Yoga on Instagram. And I sometimes will post a story and say, hey, I'm doing a Q&A episode. What questions do you have? I'll answer them on the podcast. So I have a list of questions that you guys asked, and I'm just going to go through them and we'll answer as many as we can and see kind of how long this episode is. Before we dive into that, I want to offer you that if you haven't already joined the Business of Yoga course and membership to go do it right now. Seriously, There are over 60 people inside of that membership and every single week you get live business coaching, plus you get the entire business of yoga course, which teaches you what to post on Instagram, how to write a sales email, how to have a sales conversation, how to pick an offer and choose a price. If you are really serious about growing your business to those 8K months to the 100K a year mark, then the business of yoga course and membership is literally so unparalleled to anything else that's out there for you to learn the business skills that you need to grow your yoga business. You can join today for $447 or for $99 if you'd rather do the payment plan. Head over to thebusinessofyogacourse.com and we'll see you inside. Okay, we're going to start with Morg Davis, who says, how to know when it's time to quit your full-time job to fully pursue your yoga biz? So I love this question. I think I've done an episode on this before. Um, So you can always go back and look at that as well. And there's no right or wrong answer. So there's kind of two different perspectives on this. One perspective is like, now is the time. If you have the desire to grow a yoga business, going all in, giving all of your time, all of your focus, all of your energy to growing this business is the best way to grow faster, right? To reach the revenue that you want to have and to have the students that you want to have. And so there's kind of this like, burn all the boats, don't look back, go all in, jump into it and go for it. For me personally, that sort of experience didn't sit well with me at the beginning because I was too anxious and insecure about finances being steady and, you know, there every single month shifting into entrepreneurship. So the second perspective, the second way you can think about this is building your yoga business up so that the revenue, really your profit that you have from your yoga business 
is just going to replace whatever you're making from your full-time job. So you could start to see clients, you know, before you work a nine to five or during lunch hours or after work or on the weekends, building up your yoga business's revenue to let's say if you're making 60K at a job, you build that up to 60K in your yoga business, it's going to be a much smoother transition into business than if you just jump ship and go all in and don't have the finances to support it. The last thing I want for any of my clients is to have the financial scarcity or pressure of I have to make money right now or else I have to X, Y, and Z. So that financial pressure or scarcity makes it really, really hard to sell well to attract students into your business. If you're in that place, you want to do whatever you need to do to reduce that financial pressure, take care of yourself so that you can actually show up like a business owner and actually strategically market and sell, not coming from a place of fear. Just a little side note, like fear doesn't really sell very well, especially if you're a yoga business. Like that is not why people are buying yoga. That's not why they're investing in yoga. No one wants to go to yoga to feel fear. They want to go to yoga to feel the exact opposite. So you have to be an example of that. So if it's going to be too much for your nervous system, to jump into it and not have the financial security, build your yoga business as you work your nine to five. The way that I tell people to think about it is think about your nine to five being the investor of your business. It's going to pay for your housing and your food and everything that you need while you pour your energy into building your yoga business. Then when you have the revenue there and you know it's going to come in, it's a lot easier to go fully into your Uh, yoga business. So I hope that helps. It will always feel a little scary though, no matter what. So even if you're making money, there'll still be a little bit of fear. So if you're in that place where you're already making money and the fear is just there, then yes, it's time to quit. All right, Marisa, she says, how do I say no to people wanting to do workshops at my studio and yes to other people? So when you are hiring a teacher to teach a workshop or a class in your studio, you want to make sure that that class or workshop fits in to your studio's offer seamlessly. Meaning, if the class or workshop is going to be a lot on your plate to market and sell and is for a different ideal student than who you typically see, it's not going to thrive at your studio. But if you know that your current students would love and adore that workshop or that class and the teacher is the perfect fit to do it, then it's a really good thing to add on as a bonus or to offer. The way I want you to think about this is what will be the impact for my ideal students if I offer this class or workshop? And then ask yourself, how much energy do I think it will take to sell this class or workshop? When you're adding workshops to your studio, that will take energy away from you selling your membership or your class packs, whatever it is that you your foundational offer of your studio is. So just factor in like, am I going to really see the return on my time and my energy 
that I need to see in order for this to make sense for the studio. If it's going to be a super easy sell and your members are going to love it and the teacher is going to help you market and sell it and it might bring new students into your studio, it's a hell yes. If it's not that, it's a hell no. And you just have to politely say to the teacher, like, this isn't the right fit for our business right now. If it maybe in the future, let them know or just say this isn't the right fit for what we offer here. Here's another studio or here's another place I can recommend you hosting this workshop. Your job is not to be the free space for teachers to host all of their workshops and run their business out of. Your job is to be your studio and select offers that work within your studio and be very clear on what will work and what won't work, what fits, what doesn't fit, what is the right match, what's a wrong match, and just be very bold and confident in that decision. So that's my answer for you there. Okay. Um, Santosha Yoga says, thoughts on the direct into membership introductory offer. So I don't have too much context for this question. What I think you're asking is, can I sell people directly into my membership as the introductory offer? So not doing like a first class free or 12 days for $12 or three weeks for $30, you know, all the introductory offers that they're out there. And I think that you have to test it. Please go test it. So I have a current client who her introductory offer is seven free days of her membership and then you go right into membership unless you cancel. And I think it's working for her, but that doesn't mean that it'll necessarily work for your business or your studio. And I don't know the exact right offer, introductory or foundational offer. You have to think about the type of student that you want to attract in your business and what type of offer is going to bring them in. For example, just, you know, this is pretty typical across the industry. A first class free does not necessarily attract the type of student who wants to purchase membership. It will attract the type of student who's looking to check out yoga one time for free. It's going to be very, very hard to sell a membership from that introductory offer. So you want to think about your ideal student coming to membership, who's committed, who wants to show up consistently, who wants the community, who wants to feel like they belong there. What type of introductory offer is going to support them? And then you go out and you test it. You offer it to them. You see what happens. You see how well it converts into membership. And you have your answer for your studio. Absolutely, you can try something like seven free days of the membership. And then you're just in the membership. That means for the first seven days, they're getting unlimited yoga, whatever they want. And then it goes right into the membership unless they cancel. This is actually what I'm doing inside of the Business of Yoga course and membership. When you buy the Business of Yoga course, you automatically get 30 days of the membership for free. And then after that, you can stay in the membership for live weekly business coaching for $47. You cannot find that anywhere else out there right now. And I want to say, I'm going to toot my own horn here, I'm a really good business coach. That's why I have a successful business. To get that level of business coaching for that price, it really is unheard of. 
But this is how I've structured my offer because I do think just buying the course alone and having this on-demand thing that you have to watch in your own time and no way to ask questions, that's not going to help my ideal client. My ideal client is so committed to their business that they're going to want support for a year or for two years. They're going to be wanting to ask questions and be in community and share their celebrations. And so that is why I created or set up my offer the way that you did. So I want you to ask yourself, who is your ideal student and what introductory offer is going to attract them? The person who's wanting to be committed, who wants consistency, who wants to stick around, what kind of offer is going to bring them in? Okay, now we've got Flo with Zoe and she says, what to do with clients constantly trying to negotiate pricing? I know this isn't right. (sighs) I mean, it may happen, right? It's not wrong that it's happening. Like if you go to buy a car, you may try and negotiate the price of the car with the car dealership. And that's just kind of like how car buying goes, right? So it's not wrong that the person is trying to negotiate the price with you, but just like a car dealership, you are going to know, like, I'm sorry, we cannot sell the car for less than this price, or like, this is the price of the car, you can kind of take it or leave it. When clients are negotiating the price with you, essentially what they're saying indirectly is, I don't fully see the value of your offer I don't see the value of the result you can help me get. I don't think it's worth that. And so what this tells me is we have to do more diligent selling. You have to paint the value of what you offer and the results they'll get and what they'll have and who they'll become and what their life will be like more in depth more clearly so that the person on the other end of the sales conversation sees the value of your offer. That's the whole name game, the name of the game when it comes to selling. You have to be able to communicate the value of what you offer so that the person sees the value more than the cost that they're going to spend in order to work with you, right? So for example, with the business of yoga course, like you are learning how to build a six figure yoga business. What? The price you're paying right now, $447. That doesn't even compare. Can we talk about an ROI? Like I priced it that way to be so insanely a no brainer that you are willing to let go of $447 in order to learn how to make six figures. Like that is how you want to paint the value of what you're offering. So specifically, you have to know what it is, what result you're going to help this person create. It can't just be like, my yoga classes are this much per hour because there's no result there, right? You have to be able to say like, you're going to be less stressed or more productive or more efficient or feel less anxious or be stronger. What is the result that you're delivering? What is the payoff that they get from working with you and why is that so much more valuable than them releasing a little bit of money? And then if it continues to be a back and forth, you just have to be like, I'm sorry, this is the price. And I, and it doesn't seem like we're the right fit. 
here is another yoga teacher who is, you know, charges less than me, or here's my free materials that you can use. And you just walk away. The way to not negotiate your price is just not negotiate your price. That's just not an option. That's just not how you run your business. So just decide what your price is and get really good at paying the value of what it is that you offer. And then if people start to negotiate, be like, it seems like maybe you're unclear about what you'll get from working with me. Let's talk through like any hesitations or doubts that you have about the value of these classes. And they'll tell you like, I don't think I'm going to get this or I don't think it's worth this. And then either you can explain it and clear it up for them or you just aren't the right fit for them. And that is okay. You don't want to sell to people who don't have money to pay you. All right. Ah, Angelica Marie. She says, best business books to read. What have been your favorite? Oh my gosh. I have so many business books. I think this might've been a question on the last um, (laughs) Q&A I did as well, but I'll tell you the books that I have on my desk are The Psychology of Winning, which is kind of a business book, more just like a mindset book. The E-Myth, which is a lot of how I've structured my program of like learning how to think like a business owner. The E-Myth is a great business book. I have the YouTube formula currently on my desk. And then I am going to read next. 10X is easier than 2X. I've heard so many great things about it and people are, you know, raving. So those are the books I would start with. It depends on what you want to learn. Like there's a book for everything, um, but those are literally what's out and I can see right now on my desk and then what I'm planning to read next. All right. Angelica has another question. She says, will you offer the IG social media bonus as a separate course to purchase? I'm not sure what you are asking about. So you may be asking about the class I just did called how to grow your yoga business on Instagram. That if you want to get that class, you can head over to the link in my bio at the business of yoga and you can rewatch that free masterclass. That is not something I'm charging for. It is amazing. (laughs) I put so much in that masterclass of like, I could be charging, I mean, a significant hundreds of dollars for it and I'm just not. So you can head over to the businessofyogacourse.com and watch that how to grow your yoga business on Instagram class. And then I think you're talking about the bonus that I offered at that class. So right now, inside of the Business of Yoga membership, I am dropping four weekly reels for you to use to create all of your marketing so that you don't have to ever sit down and be like, what do I post? How do I post it? What do I say? What should my caption be? What should my call to action be? I'm literally just giving it to you. There's entire businesses that this is their whole offer that you're paying, you know, way more than 47 bucks a month just to get marketing, just to get what to post there, you, whatever. <laughs> it's so valuable. I get like, I stumble over it. Cause I'm like, why would you not join? So the way to get that is to go join the business of yoga course and membership. And you can get those weekly reels for you to use. All right. Finally, Rebecca says, what do you post on social media when you don't want to offer you doing a yoga pose? So I I can't really understand this question, but I think what you're asking is like, what do I post on social media when I don't want to post me doing yoga? And that is a great question because honestly, that should be the very last thing that you ever post. It just doesn't work anymore. I think there was a time, there was like a heyday where 
all you needed to post was like a picture of you in handstand and you would like go viral with it. We'll talk about how Rachel Brayton got her start. Like that used to be how Instagram worked for yoga teachers. It doesn't work like that anymore. Like times have changed. Go listen to the how to grow your yoga business on Instagram class. And you want to be posting content that is valuable for your students. And that could be like a video of you typing on a computer. Like that's an option with some text on it that will really work. Again, join the Business of Yoga course and membership. I'm literally giving you reels to post and none of those reels, not a single one have I been like, put a picture of you doing yoga. Not one, because that's not what works anymore. So I'm telling you like, here's a image that you could use, or here's a video that I would take, or here's you talking to the screen. Like right now we're in a very beautiful time on Instagram where you can record a video of like you walking down the street for four seconds. It doesn't have to have your face in it. It doesn't have to have you doing yoga in it. You can put some valuable text and valuable caption on it. And that alone can pop off. Go viral bring you students, however you want to think about it. So head over to the Business of Yoga course and membership and you'll get those reels that you can post that aren't you doing yoga. Or you can watch the How to Grow Your Yoga Business on Instagram masterclass. The link, I'll put it in the show notes too. Duh, we'll add it in the show notes. Um, So you can watch that class if you haven't already watched it. All right, my friends, I feel like that's a good Q&A podcast. Great questions. If you have been on the fence of joining the Business of Yoga course and membership, it's time to hop off the fence. Listen, we're approaching 2024. We all know that January is the busiest time. It actually is like January, February, the busiest time for people to recommit to their yoga practice. So you want to have the business support that you need to grow your business. This means that you can't go ask your spouse or your mom or your dad or your friends what they should price, how you should price your offer, because they aren't going to give you the advice that a business owner would give you. It takes a different mindset. It takes understanding the industry. It takes having a group of people who are doing it with you or who have accomplished it to really give you solid advice to move you forward. Get inside the Business of Yoga course and membership, and I will talk to you in the next episode.